Welcome to They Mostly Podcast at Night, episode 115, The Vault. No one is safe from this podcast. It's true, not even us. We're not oh safe. yeah, definitely. I know I am a danger to myself. Me too. Yeah. It's probably why we're friends. Well, you're also a danger to others. Yes, <laughs> I am. Joyfully. <laughs> Joyfully, mm-hmm. yes. That's why we're friends. It is why we're friends. Mm-hmm. Hi. For sure. <laughs> and speaking of who we are, I am Chaos. I'm Carnage. And we are your darling hosts for this week's episode, as always. <laughs> Actually, I'm still just really, really excited that Carnage is back. Yay! Yay! Did you notice though our listenership went down now that I'm back? Not good. <laughs> I did. They don't like you. I know. I should go away for more often. Apparently. Apparently. Do you want to fire me from this? Oh no! It went up two more people. We're fine. Oh, did it? Oh, okay. We're fine. It's cool. Well, speaking of that, if anyone is new and if this is their first episode, welcome, Beyond Venue. We're glad to have you. And uh, we are a horror movie review podcast. We are two best friends. We've best been best friends for like 20 years. Well, maybe not best friends for 20 years, but we've been friends for 20 years. We've been best friends for 20 we years. liked each other for 20 years. No, we've, we've been best friends for 20 other. years. Mm-hmm. We just had our 20th anniversary of being best friends, actually. It, do you want me to yes, remind you? Yes, we did. You? I would. When our best, when our I release... was joking. Oh, okay. I was going to say, we have an anniversary and everything. I mean, come on. We do? When is it? Uh, March 17th. Well, in this case, 2020. Really? Yeah, it's the first time you said I was your best friend. Aww. You remember that? Yes. I'm Matt Wayne. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I hate you so much right now. Oh, it's cute. <laughs> Moving on. Okay, sorry. Um, anyway, and uh, each week we take turns picking a different movie from the broad genre of horror to bring to you for analysis, trivia, opinions, arbitrary awards, general dickery, and um, spoilers and expletives. Lots of both. Lots of both. Yes. Yes. Well, so go watch the movie. We always tell you in the show notes like where it is. Go watch the movie. Come back and talk to us about it. Well, listen to us talk about it. Um, or if you don't care, you know, forge ahead. Well, then and join us on Instagram or our Facebook community and tell us what your thoughts of this movie works. We always like to hear about what you thought too. So share yeah, with us. For sure. This week we did the vault. You can find it on Netflix. Just I know you go to the show notes, but go to Netflix. It's there. It was done in 2017. It was not rated, surprisingly. It was an hour and 31 minutes long, and it got a 4.8 on the IMDb scale. What about the tomato meter? Wow, IMDb scale is like sky high with that 4.8, I have to say. The tomato meter, so glad that you asked, um, is a green splotch. At a 25%, no critic consensus. Audience score, just a little bit better with a 26%. Why so low? Only 523 user ratings. At least why so low? 11, yeah, why so low? You don't like it? Oh, wait. You You're texted kidding. me. You made me watch this shit movie. Hold on one second. I have the text. <laughs> uh, I it was your pick. This. I watched the stupid thing. I did watch it too. I just got finished watching it. No, seriously though, you didn't like it because it reminded me kind of like a little of Last Shift. Did you get to get that feeling at all? No, I thought it was terrible. Really? What didn't you like about it? Yeah. Or should we do the little (laughs) summary first, then we could talk about that and the cast? Yeah, well, let's do let's do the cast and the summary first. I want to get down to this and brass tacks. I'm ready for you. Okay. Okay. Um. All right, we've got um, 
Ed Mass, played by James Franco. He's known from I, uh, I, yeah, 127 Hours, The Disaster Artist, Pineapple Express, and ruining the 2011 Oscars. Did he? Oh my god, he's the worst fucking host. Him and Anne Hathaway. I actually felt bad for Anne Hathaway during that, because they hosted together. Oh, yeah. Look it up on YouTube, people, if you haven't seen it yet. The most awkward Oscars ever. Really? Yeah. Oh, That's yeah. interesting. I do so find horrible. him to generally be charmless. I, I want to give him the chat award in real life. Can we do that? <laughs> Is he a chat? I don't know. I can't stand the guy. I think he's an asshole. If I had known he was in this movie, I would not have picked it, honestly. Um, wow. I didn't look at Strong I, feelings. I can't stand him. He's a complete dickbag. But he's also a genius, so I guess I kind of have to respect that, too. But it's one of those kind of things where, like, they're a genius, and they know they're a genius, so they always think they're better than everyone. Kind of like you are sometimes. It oh. Me. <laughs> Just kidding. Okay. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, but he really does have that aura about him. Like, he's a complete douchebag because he knows he's better than all of us. Because he is a genius. Gotcha. So. Well, I wouldn't like that either. No. Um, Michael Dillon was played by Scott Hayes. Uh, he's known for Venom and Child of God. Mm. Never seen him in anything before. V. Dillon was played by Taryn Manning. Pensatucky! Pensatucky! She played Pensatucky from Orange the New Black, where there's also another V. She wasn't V, but there was another V in Orange New Black, so I thought that was funny. And then Hustle and Flow, she was in as well, too, as long as well as a lot of other things. Like she was also in Sons of Anarchy. So yeah. Oh, cool! I didn't know. I just knew her from um, Orange Is the New Black. Yeah, I love. Leah Dillon was played by Francesca Eastwood. She is actually Clint Eastwood's daughter. I thought that was fascinating. Oh um, wow. And- yeah, and she's actually been in, like, Awake, Outlaws and Angels, some other stuff, too. So she's kind of hmm. just breaking onto the scene a little bit. So, um, you know, she's getting, you know, kind of dipping her toes in, it seems like. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, she's a cute guy. Oh, yeah, definitely. And and she was um, pretty good. Yes, yeah, she was. She wasn't bad. Um, Susan Cromwell, the head teller, was played by, I am so sorry, uh, Corianka Kilcher. Yes. Um, she was in the New World, and also she was also with Taryn in Sons of Anarchy. But they just oh, okay. started it, so yeah. Officer James Aiken was played by Jeff Gum. He um, did some producing. He was also in The Forgiven, but I think he's done um, well, just about as many producing as he has acting, but not a whole lot of acting that I've seen. And Vincent and Roxy, Who's Driving Doug, Turn Around Jake. Never heard of these movies, so I don't know. Rambo, Last Blood. He was a producer on that one, yeah. What? He was a producer on Rambo, Last Blood. Oh. Okay, well, Detective Tom Iger was Clifton Collins Jr. He's, oh, I wrote it down as Star Trek. He's known for Star Trek, Capote, and Traffic. <laughs> Star Trek. Star Trek? Who? Star Trek? Star Trek. Um, like TNG or what? The new movie. Uh, the oh, one the new movie, came, okay. Yeah, the one that came out with like Chris Pine and Zachary Quinto. He was... Oh, let me think of what his name Chris was. Chris Pine in all of them. Yeah. Um, Aiel in it. So I'm assuming an alien of some kind. Because um, I don't remember okay. Aiel either. Um, Cyrus was Keith Loniker. Sadly, he this was his last movie. He passed away in 2017. He lost his battle with cancer. Aww. But he was also in Superbad, Lakeview Terrace, and Leatherheads. Oh, is that what got you thinking about Lakeview Terrace? Yeah, because I love that movie. Oh, do you? I mm-hmm. own it. I'll think about it. All right. Well, okay. All right. So Kramer was played by Michael Milford. He's mostly done shorts. Like, he hasn't done a whole lot of work. Um, He's done, like, Trump's America and Cactus Gold. He's mostly, there's not a whole lot about him. So. Yeah. Okay. 
And is that where we we're stopping? That's where we're stopping. I mean, there are other people, but they're not important to us. So we okay, don't care that's about where them. we're stopping. <laughs> yes. So do you want to hear a little summary? Yes. What is your five second summary? Um, it's Carnage's idea of a Thanksgiving and her whole family gets locked in a vault. That's haunted. <laughs> and things go awry. And things go awry, yes. In a haunted vault. In a haunted you wanna, vault. Okay. Okay, let's do this. Um, it's Carnage's idea of Thanksgiving and so her entire family gets locked in a vault and things go awry. Yes, that is the correct short summary. <laughs> It really is a family I think affair. that is your weirdest one to date. I know, but it's a family affair. You got two sisters and a brother. But first, before we get into the movie, should we do the summary first? Then you tell me why you didn't like it? Where can we get down <laughs> to brass tacks? I really want to know about this. Let's do the summary first, and then let's talk opinions. Does that sound good? Okay. Okay. Well, we can do both. I yes, mean... we can. I know they sometimes come through as you're talking about it. Very. That's very how early. I like to do it. Um that's what she said no i just i just like to talk uh, give my opinions about the things that i'm talking about okay that works that works that works that works so um to start us off there's james franco he's kind of a douche he's in this <laughs> he's in this kitchen he's making his coffee and you, he comes out to this bank you've got uh two tellers the bank manager who's interviewing leah um the two tellers that are dealing with V's character who is throwing a fit over these bounce checks um, that, are, you know, even though she has no account there, uh, these three <laughs> firemen come in and, you know, you hear the sirens, all these sirens and these three firemen come in and the cop that's on duty says, you know, he says, let's just keep everyone inside. Well, it turns out that the V, um, I keep wanting to call our friends are talking. The <laughs> and the three the three firemen are bank robbers. So they yep. they uh, stick up the bank, and you find out the one fireman is their brother, and that's great. Your brother Michael. Yes, and they put bags over everyone's head, which is stupid, but okay. <laughs> and you keep getting these flashes too of the flashback of like bloody bags over heads and a guy in a, a Michael mask. It looks like a Michael mask, doesn't it? Oh yeah, you're yeah, you're getting you're getting these really weird flashes of like really heavy like red filter uh flashes of like violence and gore and screaming and wonderfulness. But it was really confusing. Was it supposed to be a flashback or was it like a portent of things to come? I mean that's it what was I was a... hoping. Oh yeah. But, but it was a flashback. flashback. Yeah. You find um, out it's a flashback, but I was hoping it was like an omen. <laughs> I was too. I was like, I'm not sure if it is or not. So you kind of have to watch this movie too. Like I was trying to work while I watched this and I couldn't. I'm like, you know, I got to focus on this movie because things you miss so fast. Like, what was that? Oh, I turned around for one second to do something. I was like, what was that? Um, well, that's kind of what happens when you don't watch the movie you're supposed to be watching anyway. Shut up, you. That's what I always do on all the Kidding. No, you know, some movies you can you can kind of watch and not have to look at every second. But some you mm-hmm. don't. I don't know. All right. No, I don't. No, anyway, moving, <laughs> moving on. So they, they have everyone bagged up. And this one, the assistant, um, there's a little bit of a skerfuffle where they, they, beat, they end up beating the shit out of the bank manager because he accidentally shot a guy in his knee. Cause he was trying to mm-hmm. push away a gun. So they beat the shit out of him. He's out for the counts. And the assistant manager says, I'm going to help you guys. I'm going to help you. Let me help you. If everyone stays safe. So they put everyone into the vault, except for the assistant bank manager, Ed James fucking Franco. Yeah. <laughs> James. I hate Franco. So, so you've got, um, Michael, his sister, Leah, his sister V. And then you've got Cyrus, and I want to say Kramer is the other one. Yeah, Kramer's the safe cracker, and Cyrus is the muscle. Cyrus freaked me out with the tattoos all over his face. Oh, the white power tattoos. Yeah, he was. Is that peach. what it was? Okay. I yeah, did not, I did not know the significance think, of the tattoos. I think you win. Uh, I I think you win the chat award just because of that. Like, 
Bless me. Yeah, I agree with that. Can I ask you a question? How did you know they were white power tattoos, Chaos? It they said white power on his fucking oh, okay. scalp. I didn't see that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were similar to your tattoos, power. you know? <laughs> Fine, I can't read, okay? We're going to admit that anyway. Um, so anyway, the cops that are, for some reason, and I didn't get this part, why were the two cops sitting outside the bank down the block? What were they watching? Why were they just hanging out there? I don't know. They were like kind of stake out for nothing. Your guess is as good as mine. Meanwhile, they get this spooky call about the heist at Centurion Bank taking hostages. Those are coming to play later. Centurion mm-hmm. Trust, I'm sorry. So Ed, the helpful douchebag uh, James Franco, tells them, like directs them exactly how to take care of the alarm system how to do this um yeah there's six million tells them how to world. disable how to disable it and yeah he helpfully tells them where there's a secret hidden old vault with six million dollars in it because there's not enough up top but six million down below so it's fine yeah because they only get seventy thousand from the vault and that's apparently nowhere near how much michael needs to repay his debts to the scary men to the scary men which we find out from when he takes sweet teller Susan into the bathroom. Cause he's the nice guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He hasn't want to hurt anyone. That's the one rule. Don't hurt anyone. That's the one rule. Nobody's supposed to get hurt. His Although sisters have a, a problem with that rule. Yes. They are violent little fuckers. But... I did not expect that of Leah. I thought, you know, only V was, but damn. We'll talk more about that later too. When she tries to elect. Yeah. I somebody. was I was going to say, well, didn't they kind of like briefly hint that Leah had some background in the military or they the did. police or something? Military. Yeah, this isn't the military okay. anymore. Um, so, yeah, she's probably used to all sorts of torture techniques, waterboarding, electrocution. <laughs> yeah, she probably did it all the time. <laughs> anyway. I mean, I know that's that what I like to do on a Saturday night. Hey, what? wait, what? Oh. Mm? That's what's tell I, people about that. Oh, okay. Shh. Never mind. Hmm? Pin for you. Look, pin for you. No pin for me. <laughs> I'm, it doesn't it doesn't mean I'm a serial killer? Oh, it just means you're a masoch- sadist. Sadist. <laughs> I can never get those two right. Anyway, so Kramer and Michael, uh, Kramer and V actually go down into the um, basement. Kramer gets started on the old-fashioned vault with the tumbler wheel. And V goes back upstairs. I'm not sure why she had to escort him to the vault, but apparently he needed an armed escort. He needed an armed escort to the vault. Well, they didn't know if somebody was down there. I think they kind of thought maybe Ed could be, you know, telling them to head right into a trap of people being down there or something like that. You know, there could be something that nasty that they weren't expecting down there. Like, oh, I don't know, a haunted haunted fucking vault. (laughs) Well, they're organized as fuck because at first Michael is watching all the hostages in the in the upstairs vault, and mm-hmm. then he but he's supposed to be downstairs cutting a hole in the pipe so they can escape. So then they change him out for Cyrus, mm-hmm. and things go a little funky. The lights start flickering. Um, it gets worse. It you know intensifies over time. Kramer finally gets the vault open, but then he sees things, people in bags. And there's a guy. Like, yeah, I couldn't figure out what these guys were supposed to be besides just like, like, I thought they were kind of like faceless scarecrows. <laughs> they reminded me of the, the guy from The Strangers, the one guy that's got the bag over his head, Bagman. Bagman? Sackman. I don't know what his name was. You know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> yeah, I gotcha. <laughs> um, yeah, but he's on video. So V and Leah are watching him on video camera, like looking left, looking right. There's no one on the fucking video camera. But he's freaking the fuck out, and he's looking like somebody's down there, and they're like, what is going on? And they're talking to him, and he can hear them, but he's talking back, and they can't hear him at all. And he gets attacked by these people. Bag creatures. Bag creatures. I'll go with that. And they <laughs> take him into the vault, and I thought they took a bag to him, but, you know, whatever. They beat the shit but out yeah, of him. Yeah, what do they and... just, like, repeatedly stab him? Uh... 
over and over and over again. Yeah, but they didn't kill him, though, because later Michael goes adventuring and he finds Kramer in a chair with a drill. And he's drilled his eyes out, supposedly, we're supposed to think. Mm-hmm. And then he takes the drill to his ear and he cleans out his ear pretty good. Yeah, he kills yeah. himself. Um, so Michael gets the fuck out of there smartly. But while this is going on, you have Cyrus in the vault. Mm-hmm. And um, that vault door, the upper vault door, closes too at the same time. Yeah, well, trapping Cyrus and the hostages. And then he starts seeing more hostages than there are oh. supposed to be. And they've got dark, ma- like their masks are older, their bags are older, and they're bloodied. And he has his gun and it's not working. But then the guy in the Michael mask helps him out by helping him turn his gun onto his mouth and pulling the trigger for him. Yeah, yeah. helps him. Yeah. 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 But strangely enough, when Leah goes in to find the hostages, Cyrus is just gone. No blood, no body. Nothing. Just gone. Just gone. So, yeah. So the police have arrived and they're trying to call. And they freak out because who had a hard line out? Who called out? No one knows. But they get another phone call where it's the guy calling in. The Centurion Trust. We're in the middle of a robbery. They're taking hostages. Calls twice with that same message. Creepy as fuck. Mm-hmm. So they go back and forth, you know, a little bit turning on each other via and Leah, but... And there's this whole background family drama where Leah's going to leave them again. They're going to be done, and Leah's going to leave them again. They just know mm-hmm. it. But V comes up with this bag full of money. Oh, wait, I'm skipping forward. Sorry. Um, I should say she's quizzing, uh, Leah's quizzing Ed about what the fuck's going down in the basement. What is going on down there? Ed does not respond. So she he says, who's your next person in charge? Okay, it's Susan, the one that Michael was talking to earlier because he's such a sweet guy. He took her to the bathroom and they talked for a little bit. Blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. And that's how you find out the exposition of that he owes a bad man money. So Susan, um, she <laughs> Leah takes Susan into another office and says the same thing. Susan tells this long drawn out story of how this was this, this robbery in the same bank in the basement, the old bank in 1982. And that right. the guy held them for days. No food, no right. water. And then he really snapped. And then, yeah, something happened to cause him. They never, did they ever say, like, specifically what exactly caused him to snap? Or they, they just, like, not. they just generically go, he snapped. Like, what? It could have been the lack of water. That makes me snap all the time. <laughs> I'm going to blame have the lack of water. Or lack of coffee. And he decided to go rob a bank. <laughs> He started foaming at the mouth and they were like they were like maybe he got bit by Cujo and he came in. He's like foaming on the bank teller. Don't they do get a little demented when they get rabid? Yeah, they they go through different stages when you go when you get rabies, you go through different stages and it it does like take over your brain and drive you crazy. When's the bank robbery stage? That's the third stage, I think. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Cool. I didn't see that in Cujo when he went in to rob the bank. I, they must have cut that part yeah, out. So. You know, that happened off screen. Off camera, <laughs> oh, okay. But um, they do refer to it in the sequel. Oh, mm-hmm. shit. I missed that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so the, the 1982 bank teller, they say uh, he ends up killing everyone. Some he burns alive inside the vault. Nice guy. Um, he has some of them kill each other. Yeah. I mean, this guy's a real peach. Let's let's be honest. And then mm-hmm. um, you end up finding out that the masked man has never been caught. Okay, whatever. We'll get to that at the end. But, um, so Leah thinks Susan's full of shit. She thinks she's just telling her a story. And yeah. she breaks this lamp. It's going to electrocute her, which is just, wow. Yeah, I was like, all right. Oh, it's going to get interesting now. But Michael stops in before she can get hurt. Yeah. <laughs> and they, you know, that's when they see the cops and the laser beams almost kill V. Luckily, Leah saves her. But V's brought up this bag of money. And all the bills were from 1982, supposedly. Which you found a little piece of trivia which said... Uh, they can't actually be from 1982. They could have been designed in 1982, but no bills were printed for 1982. 
Exactly. They stopped printing from 1981 to 1985. So bullshit. Nope. Could have picked a different Didn't year, guys. Homework on that one. Just two years earlier, and you could have been fine. You could have been in the sweet spot. So, um, so they decide it's it's time to go. So Michael and V go back down to the basement to try to get the fuck out and uh, finish off that pipe. And Mike Mike just goes nuts and he starts throwing down Molotov. I never say this right. Molotov. Molotov. I did say it right. Okay, Molotov cocktails everywhere because that kills demons. Apparently. And in the meantime, Leah lets everyone go. So Leah, um, you know, cuts up uh, Ed's um, restraints and she goes to free Susan and then Ed goes to freeze the cop and great, they free everyone else. So they're all free. Yeah. They all get out. The police come in. Uh, Leah goes down to the basement with the bag of money. She sees Michael, but then he's telling her to go. Just show me. He'll meet him. He'll meet her soon. And then all the bag heads and the mask guys start coming after her. Mm-hmm. So then Michael holds a flame to a gas pipe and says, go take care of your sister. She flees. It's great. And she picks up V later down the road where you hear on the radio that, hey, everyone died. All the bank robbers died inside the bank, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So at the police station, they are questioning all the hostages. Everyone's saying, no, there was a seventh hostage. There was a seventh hostage. And they're, you know, can you describe him? Did he work for the bank? No one knows who this James fucking Franco's character was (laughs) until, um, what was her name? Susan. She sees his picture on this board that the cops have made. It's a pin board. Look at that. Something they're going to make for me yeah. one day. They got a string board. Yes. And she's like, it's him. It's him. They're like, that's not possible. He was a hostage from 1982. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Anyway, V and Leah hook back up. I thought Leah was going to kill V because she tucked the, the gun behind her pants. And I was like, oh, cool. Mm-hmm. One of his sister showdown. But in the end, they hug and make up. Uh, but the Jeep doesn't work, so V gets out, and she's uh, trying to work through the hood, and that creepy-ass song that was playing in the beginning won't stop playing on the radio. And it's like on every single station. She tries to find yes. a station not playing it, and she can't. I don't know what the music is, but it was perfect. I can't remember what the song is. I'm going to have to look it up, actually. Um, but then V closes the hood down, and um, mm-hmm. there's the masked man behind her. The masked man behind her. Yes. So fun times. And he goes to break her neck. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. End of movie. Roll credits. End of movie. I have questions. I'm ready. Usually it's me that has questions, but I'm ready for you. Are you ready? Okay. I'm ready. Why was the masked man bank robber haunting the vault i don't know because if he didn't die down there how could he be haunting it exactly i did not know that answer i'm sorry i have a problem with that also it took me until the um the bag had started attacking in the vault in the upstairs vault with the actual hostages to realize that oh they were supposed to be the hostages from uh 1982 oh yes so that was like i couldn't figure out like i said i thought they were just like you know monsters i didn't realize they were actually the hostages and why would the hostages be like the evil guy's minions yeah, yeah, that didn't make sense either. I just figured they were ghosts and ghosts are spooky and, you know, I don't know. I think that's all that the writers were thinking too, honestly. It's a little disappointing, I must say. Um, yeah, I guess. I don't know. I enjoyed it though. So also, yes. we got no backstory for the original people in the the first bank heist and we got no backstory for the people in this bank heist and i just didn't think it was very good okay i can see that i i missed on the backstory too i thought that was sad 
Um, like it just didn't make me care about the people. And I mean, yeah, usually I don't have a huge amount of empathy for the people, but I really didn't care about these people because I didn't know anything about them. All I knew was they were robbing a bank and that wasn't generally doesn't make you think that the people are good. No. So good guys robbing a bank get, you know, tossed around by ghosts. Well, I'm not exactly sad about it. Plus, there was not nearly enough violence or gore. <laughs> You don't usually hear you say that, but okay. Um, I was going to say, I think they were trying to um, elicit some uh, empathy with Michael and Susan in the bathroom when he let her go to the bathroom and they're talking and he's talking about how he got in with some bad men and kind of the fact that his sisters were helping him rob the bank to help him. But yeah, I'm with you. It wasn't enough for me. Like, yeah, at the end, I didn't I know. Really care if any of them I died. remember that part, but I just didn't think it was enough. No, I know. I agree. It wasn't enough either. Um <clears throat> I did like the jump scares. You're right, okay. though. There wasn't enough violence. There were like four jump scares. And yeah, that's more than some jump movies. scares are cheap. You got to temper your jump scares with real scares. If all you're bringing to the table is jump scares, I don't have time for you. I don't got time for you. So there. Sad. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I enjoy jump scares a lot. And I thought parts of it were good like um it, it had good momentum at first like when mm-hmm. the the we're gonna call them bag people that's what we're gonna call them right like the old 1982 ghosts demon things whatever the fuck we're gonna call them bagheads yeah it had good momentum when they had kemper kill himself not kemper is that right mm-hmm. kramer i'm so sorry i don't oh. know if you want to call him kemper kramer killed himself and they had cyrus killed himself and then it just kind of it was like a balloon that let out its air after that it was like yeah oh. I was and then I was like I was I honestly I was waiting for those ghosts to cause a lot more mayhem me too I was it wasn't enough it was like if if you wanted maybe have more cast then if you you know and make things happen you know make more bad things happen I think they Mm -hmm. they they had an idea a vision for the end that they mm-hmm. wanted the siblings to stay at the end. Okay, well, in that case, have seven or eight bank robbers that you could do horrible things with. I mean, you made it happen, bing, bang, and then it was like, oh, 30 minutes yeah. in the middle, and then boom. You know what I mean? It was kind of mm-hmm. going to a climax, and then it blew down, and then it tried to go back up again. I don't know. It was like a roller coaster, but not a fun one. It's kind of like Gemini Jr. at Cedar Point. Like- it was like a mis mistimed roller coaster, like a roller coaster where like the physics are slightly off, and and you really are worrying for your safety. Yeah. Okay. One of those. A roller coaster for me, but okay. That's fine. I love roller coasters. I'm not afraid of them at all because I know the physics are sound. I believe in science. What can I say? I don't. I believe in demons. Oh wait. <laughs> <laughs> um. I like it for the cheap reasons because I am cheap. I am the cheapest person alive. So I do like the cheap jump scares. I liked how they had like the demon things. But yeah, there are definitely things lacking. I don't like how they reused costumes. Like I said, this reminded me of Strangers. The porcelain mask reminds me of Dollface. The bags mm-hmm. remind me of Baghead. And I kind of get the bags because you can, what were they, deposit bags or some shit? But deposit bags don't even look yeah. like that anymore. No. I mean, so. I, I was kind of let down by that. Um, I was let down by James Franco even being in the movie. <laughs> Just don't put him in, you know? Don't make him part of your movies. That's all I say. Um, but I will say, for Leah and Michael, I was impressed with their acting. Like, mm-hmm. I enjoyed watching them. I never enjoyed James Franco, so I can't give him props for anything. Penn's Tucky is always a badass. You know, um, Taron Manning. Um, mm-hmm. But that's basically all the acting we saw. And two people that are can't really three people really can't carry a movie i feel like to you know it i mean they definitely couldn't carry this movie no they couldn't and that's not there on them that's on the writing too so yeah um, that's what i meant i did watch this with mama carnage and brother of carnage i don't know if we have any mm-hmm. yet and they're like oh it seems like they kind of ran out of budget <laughs> <laughs> and that's what it felt like you know like the and the budget was only five million but that's what exactly what it felt like is that Mm-hmm. Like I said, the balloon letting out the air, it had good momentum and then just kind of fizzled out. So, yeah, for sure. Whoa. Whatever. And I liked the, there was one part that I liked where they, there was that one corner of the, um, the downstairs where things kept happening. Like something was over there. Mm-hmm. 
you didn't you couldn't really tell what but it was like like it kept luring them to that one spot in the basement oh yeah like they kept everybody would go down there and it would try to lure them over there like it lured michael over there with like a girl and he's she's like i think my ankle's broken and He's trying to help her, and then she turns into, like, this demon-y-looking thing and attacks him, or he runs away or something. Yeah. I remember that. I don't know. No, I remember that. See, that was one of the jump scares, because he turned around to go help her again, and she's a demon, you know? Yeah. I was just pausing, because I remembered I missed a vital part of this at the end. Like I said, Ed was one of the hostages. He was actually the one that called in the Centurion Trust phone call, and you see Porcelain Mask kill him right away. Right, yeah, of course. I missed we that part. See that scene. Forgot yeah, to mention it at the Oops. very end. So, and Oops. then when you go to look at it, the more you look at the kitchen he's in, it looks like an eighties kitchen. When's the last time you saw a corded phone like that? You know. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, but weird though, it didn't have a rotary dial. I don't think. I think it had push buttons. Which did they have that in eighty two? I have yeah. to look that up. I thought it was still rotary back then. Maybe that was yeah. just my house. <laughs> I mean, we just got rid of our rotary phone last week, so. That doesn't surprise me at all. Shut up. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if you had one of those old Victorian ones hanging around, frankly. Oh, I wish I did. Not, I like, those because you collected them or you like antiques, just because, you know, you never throw away a phone. I never throw away everything ever. <laughs> um, any thoughts you had otherwise on this movie? Um, or questions. I just i i wanted i wanted more. I'm I wanted a- it to be scary, and I didn't think it was scary. And I wanted more. Yeah, scares. I wanted something. No, I'm with you. Oh wow, 1963 for the push button phones. Damn, I was totally wrong. Ha. Huh. I thought we were still on rotaries back then. I totally apologize. So, my bad. I'm so sorry. It's yeah. all right. You're allowed. Am I? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I Like I said, I, I want to pull up that song because, and I'm trying to find it online. Uh, if you know it, you'll hear it. God damn it. It's going to piss me off. Can you think of the name? Don't play more than 15 seconds of it. No, I'm not going to play any of it. I'm just trying to think of what it's called. Um, mm, okay. Da, it's like Marvin Hamlish. It's a Marvin Hamlish song. I know that. I'm pretty sure of it. Okay. I don't know. I'm going to have to look it up. Tommy and uh, James and the Shondells, Crimson and Clover. That's what it's called. Oh, I know that song. Yes. Yeah, it was in the movie. Why didn't you it just was, ask me what the movie, what the song was that played in the movie? Oh, yeah, that's what I was trying to figure out. That's the one that played at the end and it played at the very beginning. It was, it was kind of freaky. I don't know. It kind of fit kind of great, actually. It was kind of perfect. So, yeah. I would not have picked it, but it ended up working. Did you find it frightening? Um, no, but it worked, scarily enough. I mean, it wasn't like... Yeah, it didn't freak me out, but it it did kind of it worked for me for some reason. I don't know. It just kind of yeah, I agree. It worked. It, yeah. I, it just felt matched the tone or something. Yeah, like it was unexpected, especially at the end. Like you knew something was going to happen again when she kept mm-hmm. trying to hit the radio station. That's all she could get was crimson and clover. So it's kind of freaky. yeah. All right. Well, this movie was over, so I don't have any fan fiction. Well, we're we only at 42 first. minutes, and there's a pretty good, like, minute out of there I got to cut out of silence, oh. so we got to keep we'll talking for a while. We can make a fan fiction. We rate first. Okay, we'll rate first, and then we'll make a fan fiction for it. All right. Um, <laughs> do you want to rate first? Who's your um, pick? Yeah, I, like I said, I like the cheap part of it. I guess I agree. It kind of fizzled out, but... Um, it did remind me of Last Shift, the low budget, the um, the supernatural part of it, the jump scare part of it. So probably watching it a second time, it'll be like Last Shift. I won't like it as much. The third time, oh my God, I hate this movie. So um, I'm going to start off with like a 6.988, but I'm sure by the third time mm-hmm. I watch it, it'll be back down to like a 3. 
So, but right now it's going to be 6.988. So what about you? Wow. Almost a seven. That's almost interesting. I enjoyed it. Um, I love cheap thrills. I'm like, see ya. You know what? I think you would, you know what movie I think you would like is Hell House LLC. It's on Shudder. Okay. Can that be my next pick then? <laughs> yeah, it can. All right, cool. What's your rating for this one? Two? Um, oh, yeah. You totally called me. I was giving it a two. Oh, I knew it. Bitch. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. You're entitled to your opinion, and I'm entitled to my cheap thrills. So <laughs> call me Sia, and we'll move on. So um, no trivia other than what we've already given. So that's kind of hard. It's kind of hard when you got like an indie low budget horror film like this. Yeah. Not a whole lot out there. Like I wish I could just get like the director's cut or or the the um you know for like every movie we do I wish I could get a hold of like the commentary you know oh, all yeah. the behind the scenes commentary that'd be cool. Or even just like um if I thought to look it up I could have probably made to see if there was a Sundance interview or something but yeah I didn't see anything like that so I didn't see anything either I did do some googling before beforehand and I didn't see anything. Yeah, so limited trivia. That makes me sad. You know what makes me sadder, mm-hmm. though, Chaos? What is that carnage? No fan fiction. Oh, that, that is sad. sad. So you know what that means, right? You get to make it up. So I decided that it's going to be My Little Pony fan fiction. Oh, Ponies I see. are taking over the bank. Mm-hmm. Because Applejack owes a lot of money to a band man. So we're just going to do the whole thing, but just in ponies. And then the hostage is going to be Smurfs. How about them apples? Oh. So there are like full grown ponies robbing a bank. Yes. A human bank. So no, it's a human sized bank. bank. So they're bank. like packed into. Oh, it's a Smurf bank. Yeah. So well, they're really Smurfs, jammed in there. Like. It's hard for them to fit through the door. That's part of the, uh, the part of the intrigue. <laughs> the problem is, is though you know they're robbers because why else would a pony be in a Smurf bank? Go oh, into a Smurf bank, right? Yeah, obviously, because what does a pony, what does a pony even want? With I mean, does he owe Gargamel or something? What does he even want with yes. Smurf money? He needs blue money, <laughs> and he also owes Papa Smurf some crack cocaine. He owes Papa Smurf <laughs> crack cocaine. Yes. Yes, so because he gave him a bad a bad batch last time, Papa Smurf almost OD'd. It was horrible. Oh, that's not cool. No, he, he put something bad in it. Now he's got, he's got to make amends. So yeah. <laughs> what did he try to poison Papa Smurf? Who tries to poison Papa Smurf? Apparently Applejack. What? Why do you keep saying Applejack is a he? Applejack's a girl. I don't know, My Little Pony. I'm sorry that you do, but I don't know. Fine. She tried to poison Papa Smurf. Is Papa Smurf a boy? Yes. Okay. Papa Smurf is a boy. <laughs> Brony alert. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I can't anymore. I used to know a brony. Actually. That's how I know these things. <laughs> um, I am not making a pairing because that'd be too creepy. Ew, no. No, no, no. It's no pony pairing. Just a general fic. Good. No good. Good. Okay. Well, I guess I'll pimp us. Can we go rob a bank after this? Yeah, let's rob a bank after this. You know what? And then get pancakes. We'll get you. We'll get Sister of Chaos. We'll get Brother of Carnage. We'll all rob a bank. It'll be a family affair. Yeah. And I think we could do it. We only need a couple more people. We'll get Maverick. Okay. We'll get yeah. just Joe, maybe yeah. Gator and Croc. Who knows? I mean, they could distract people. The possibilities are endless. I think we should do this. So if you hear about six people and two babies robbing bank next week, you'll think of us. That would be a real interesting story. <laughs> if you don't hear us on the radio, on the podcast network next week, you'll know what happened to us. <laughs> we got away, hopefully. Uh, yeah, but then the man in the porcelain mask would get us. Let's not oh, rob yeah. a haunted vault. Let's rob a normal vault. Okay. Do you think that guy, like, 
showed up because of the robbery or do you think that he like because of the vault or do you think that he showed up to like thwart the robbers by making them open the vault i don't know because you mean you mean ed yeah i think he was put there to make them open the vault to yeah, let the I demons think so. out i think so too because the demons didn't come out to that vault open up right just ed mm-hmm. right just ed which brings but they did say that like nobody will go down there because like they get scary feelings or they see stuff or and three tellers did quit you know that's when leo was yeah. going for that job oh okay i've got a question for you everyone survived of the hostages is that correct no you no know, they didn't i thought the bank manager they just beat the shit out of him but then when they show a picture of him he's got the the man the the bag over his head with looks like a bullet hole yeah, somebody got shot in the face in the oh, in the bag. Got in the knee. I don't know. I have to watch it again and see how much I hate it this time. So, I'm gonna watch it somebody again. Somebody got shot in the face with the bag on their head. They did. Okay, that's what I thought. I'm like, yeah, I. It might have been like, I don't know. I don't know who did the shooting, but somebody got shot in the face. Okay. A bad editing because at first it looks like they just beat him up. Mm-hmm. So they don't show him shot in the face, but then they, they don't show anything. It's hard to tell what actually happened What's because that? they don't show. They didn't really show anything. Everything happened like just out of frame. Well, they show the bank manager like going, for, like trying to need the gun away that um, Cyrus had, and it ends up shooting the one guy in the knee. But then you never see that guy again. And you yeah, see I the know. Bank it's manager's weird. face again. Mm-hmm. So it's just weird. I don't know. Weird. And then there was that one guy that they were threatening threatening to kill because he took his hood off. Oh, but yeah. Then... There's the, he's the one they released first, though. Yeah. He was a douchebag. See, if, if Cyrus hadn't got the douche award and James Franco hadn't gotten the off-screen douche award, that guy would have gotten the douche award. Uh, yeah. Because he could have gotten everybody killed douche. for taking off his mask. I mean, let's be honest. Yep. So, too, many, too many chat awards. It's yeah, I think, chat this, awards. I think this movie gets minus points just for how many chat awards it get it's getting. Yeah. We didn't we didn't really have um a marigold. No, no marigold. No no, no pets or children got hurt. But three chads. That's a lot of fucking chads. Three chads though. And really you can say V was kind of a chad, but I like V, so I'm not gonna say she was a chad. It's a concerning amount of chads. And especially for such a low death rate. <laughs> Oh, we didn't do that on the homicide meter. So are we saying that demons get the homicide meter this time or because no one else killed anybody, really? I mean, the demons killed. Yeah, the uh, the ghosts people. or whatever, the bagheads. They're, they're really low. Four people they killed. Because they oh, killed yeah, people. that really, uh, that sucks. They're on the small. And we're not small even sure if we lived or not. Homicide meter. We could say that the original bank robber, though, he was on the higher end because he killed how many fucking people? Like, he killed all the hostages, right? <laughs> or yeah, most there of was them? like 10 or 12 where he killed them. Yeah. And he set them on fire and shit. Yeah. So I think he actually gets a higher death count than the demons get. And he's not even the main focal point of this movie. Right. Yeah. I mean, I guess if we're using him, because he's using the hostage, you know, the demon hostages as his minions now. So if we're yeah. just saying him, he has a total death count of like 14 in real life and in the afterlife. So I guess that's kind of middle range. Mm-hmm. What was your favorite death though? Um, I was pretty partial to the guy drilling out the inside of his ear and into his brain matter. Yeah, that was pretty great. Mm-hmm. Um... My favorite is actually from the original 1982 where he threw the alive people in the vault, lit them on fire, and closed the vault at them. That is a pretty special one. I knew you would like that because of the fire. Yeah, I like fire a lot. You do. I still don't understand why Michael thought fire would kill the demons, but I did enjoy it. (laughs) So, yeah, I'm kind of torn at that part. It was unnecessary, but enjoyable. (laughs) All right. I'm getting off on a tangent. I'm sorry. I was going to say, we don't look at um, crew a whole lot. Sometimes we look at, like, 
director, writer, um, sometimes even the music, you know, the music, but we don't do a whole lot of like uh-huh. costumes and makeup. And I wanted to see if the costume, the costume person for this did anything else just cause I keep sticking on these recycled costumes, but no, I mean, yeah, she does costumes for other things, but I can't even see another, nothing, another horror movie. The closest hmm. thing would be like the walking dead. And she was only on three mm. episodes of that costuming. So it's just... Um, Interesting. It's very weird to me. I mean, it just feels very... Um, I was even thinking something with the strangers, but no. So she's got nothing to the strangers. By the way, her name was Karen Freed. Karen, I think you phoned it in. I'm just going to say that. Karen, you phoned it in. Phoning in, bitch. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, that's all I have to say on the costumes. I just keep sticking on that. That it was reasonable. All right, cool. Well, um, all right. So I'll just uh, get us out of here. We are part of the Morbidly Beautiful Podcast Network. Morbidlybeautiful.com is your home for all things horror. Go check it out. We love it there. Um, There's a link in the show notes and also a link to our podcast there and the other podcasts on the network that uh, keeps expanding every day. We are hosted by Anchor.fm. We are on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, everywhere that there are podcasts. Um, We are on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Podcast at Night. We are... What else? Oh, um, if you'd like to support us, but you don't have any cash, we get that. We don't either, but we would appreciate a five-star review. Uh, Go to Apple Podcasts, give us a review, take a screenshot of it, and send it to us at podcastatnight at gmail.com, and we will send you a free vinyl sticker. Um, If you would like to support us and you do have some cash, we also have a merch store and it is full of all kinds of goodies. Uh, Link will be in the show notes for that as well to our new home at threadless.com. And that's all for me. So I'm just going to say goodbye and stay bloodthirsty, friends. Good night from Carnage. And as always, we're filmed in front of a live studio audience of sleeping cats. Good night.